so I reiterate here, the bill is dead. The story of this great city is about the years before this night. We are free! Hey, hello, welcome to a new episode of Ho Ho Hong Kong. We're sitting here a beautiful rainy day. Uh, I am sitting here with my buddy, Vivek, Vivek. Mabobani. That's right. At Funny Vivek. That's what I do online. At Funny Vivek. Yeah. Uh, how have you? How, what is? What, what are you up to? Because you're the one who is usually the busiest among the yeah. stand-ups. Yeah. So this is the weirdest time because like everything's shut down. Yeah. So for example, no open mics, which means my writings come to a, come to a halt. Because see, this is the problem with me is that if I don't get to open mic something, mm. I just keep rewriting the same stuff. Right. And I lose my mind, and after like five times, I'm just like, this 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 is not funny. Yeah. Throw it away. <laughs> yeah. So I have like so much stuff I've written where I'm like, so you write it to death basically. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah just like. I'm still not laughing. Let, mm. let, let it go. So there's that problem. All the gigs have changed to online now. If I have anything like school talks that I do, uh, yeah. So actually, right now after this, yeah, at two thirty today, I actually have a school talk. I'm doing for three hours. <laughs> I'll be staring at a That's screen, brutal. Yeah, entertaining myself in the in the black abyss of a, of a lens of a camera. So wait, do you talk about what 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 what's they stop? So it? actually, to, no, no, it's not. Today's actually a humor workshop for kids. Oh, cute. Yeah, I'm doing okay. that. So I'm trying to teach kids to be funnier. So I have that as well. But of course, with it online, I can't do. Things Things like eye contact. Right. Stare yeah. at your camera right now. <laughs> Let me see. So a lot of things are just weird. But what about yourself? Um, not much, man. We're planning. Yeah. We we basically rescheduled. If you guys are following the backstage uh, shows, we're rescheduling most of January and and beginning of February shows all the way up to March. And so now yeah. we're just working on. Shifting everything over and refunding people—it's not—it's not, it's not Dude, fun. The refunding is horrible. Even our Chinese shows. Well, we had to—we have a show tomorrow. Yeah. We refunded like basically fifty percent of the people because we're like, well, we're doing it online. They're like, no. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I get so it. So if you guys are listening and you want to support, please, if you had bought a ticket, just keep your ticket. We promise you will give you a show sometime in yeah, the future. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, you know, don't refund the money. That's not—that's <laughs> not very nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, actually, I have something else I want to talk about very quickly. Uh, so if you guys uh, have been around uh, Signpoint area. Yeah, you might be familiar with Craftismo, which is a pretty, since 2013, it's been quite like a nice neighborhood bottle shop. Unfortunately, for reasons that you can probably guess, they have been struggling uh, because they usually sell craft beer on the street. And it's just like one of these places just everyone loves and you just have like nice atmosphere and all of that. So they're struggling right now because their licenses, surprise, surprise, have been not different, not oh, valid or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So they're struggling, and I think they still have a couple of weeks before they close, and they're hopefully open with a new license in summer. So if you're around the Sainpo neighborhood, or if you just want to grab a beer, you can actually, even after 6 p.m., you can grab a bottle from them or a, or a can and stand on the street in front of Craftismo. Yeah. So I'm just going to put their Instagram account uh, on the uh, on the description. So just go grab a drink before they close. I think they close end of January. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Their last day is 28th of January. So please go grab a drink before they close. Hopefully their license to close will be rejected. And <laughs> <laughs> they can stay open. <laughs> uh, uh, we actually, this is, yeah, it's going to be an interesting episode. <laughs> yeah. Because we'll get to our guest. Um, we're very excited to have uh, Sam Beckett. Sam, how are you doing, buddy? 
Pretty good, pretty good. You guys might get your license canceled. Yeah, uh, after, right after now. this episode. So. This jokes, is, jokes yeah. on you. We have no license. Look at that. This is all. We have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, maybe after this episode, it's gonna be like. So, do you guys have a recording license? Yeah, I bet. You, I bet you right now, there's gonna be some entertainment license they're gonna come up with just for podcasting. Yeah. And requires to pay an unnecessary fee of like. And like, all of our friends who do podcasts are gonna fucking hate us. They're yeah, like, yeah. Why did you throw why? us? Why? Like some, like my friend Sarah, who's been on the podcast before she does like sex podcasts she's like you didn't have to lump me in with you guys <laughs> yeah exactly no, i need a license <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yes we have a, so sam over here uh, is joining us uh many of you may have uh, read news and articles about him as well but of course here today we are here trying to take things on a light-hearted approach it is of course a sad covid lockdown day in hong kong <laughs> so we're going to try to make everyone laugh as well right so what do you think about the ccp let's start there <laughs> and <Yeah>. then <laughs> just fun loving people there <laughs> i can imagine they're a blast. <laughs> love getting drinks with them at Craftissimo. And yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Let's shit. throw more people under the bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> While we're at it, can we like go go to Penny's Bay for a drink, everyone? Oh yeah, yeah. That place, we should also plug uh, Take Out Comedy. It's a great place. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. And you have that as well. Oh, so, God. what have you been up to, Sam? I mean, like right now, everyone's life is kind of in limbo. Everyone's weird. We uh, people who had a big projection for the 2022 year is all stuck. I'm sure your life has had a little tumbles and turns where you have to suddenly change things around. Yeah, it's kind of, in some ways it's kind of funny because, so, I mean, if you look at my 2021, right, I uh, I was in prison for two months. Yeah. And then after that, they, you know, I got out on bail and I'm still kind of waiting for the appeal. Um, and I had my passport taken so I can't leave Hong Kong. And I keep telling people like, you know, prison and having your passport taken away would be a lot worse if it wasn't for the fact that everybody else is yeah. either in Penny's Bay or not able to <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> not able to travel either, anywhere either. So I feel like, you know, I'm, if I'm going down, I'm bringing all of you down with me. Um, but, uh, you, know, I, you know, I'm here. So while I was in prison, my work visa expired. And so now I'm out on this weird sort of bail court ordered allowed to be in Hong Kong thing. Um, and so I'm not allowed to work or anything like that, but I, uh, I've been spending a lot of time writing. Um, Wait, do you think they can get you then on like overstaying your visa? No, they can't. Uh, well, <laughs> they can get you. The thing about these people is they don't give a shit at what the law says, but yeah. they'll, they'll get you on whatever they want to get you on. But mm. no, under the law, the court has the right outside right. of immigration to give somebody the right to but stay in Hong Kong. But do you have a proof and, that you can stay in Hong Kong? So my, I guess my you know equivalent of a visa is that form that's the bail form that you right. get from the court that says, okay. you know, this is, you have the right to be out on bail. But um, the bail, does the form say that you can't leave Hong Hong Kong? It says that I can't leave Hong Kong. Okay. Right? And they took they took my passport away as well. Mm. Um, Actually, let's, so let's go back a little bit for the few people who might not know who you are. Mm. Uh, can you just give us a quick brief, like a quick, I'm sure you told that you're so tired of telling the story, but obviously for our listeners, it's very important to just say who you were, what were you doing before, how long have you been in Hong Kong, and what happened that night? Yeah, so going way back, I'm a, I'm a lawyer. I, uh, I was a corporate lawyer at law firms in Hong Kong. Um, I, I first moved over here in 2013 mm. uh, with an American law firm, then went to a British law firm. Uh, in 2016, I went to Taiwan and just studied Chinese there for three years. Mm. 2019, in June 2019, uh, I came back to Hong Kong to work in its in-house at uh, Bank of America. I was their uh, uh, anti-corruption compliance director. Mm. Um, and I came in like, I came like a week before the protests started, so I'm sure there's somebody in Beijing who thinks that I'm like the CIA <laughs> puppet master or something. Right. But yeah. uh, I, I got here right then. It all started up. 
Um, so then for the next six months, I was working at Bank of America. I was supporting the protests and uh, trying to take pictures and things like that. But I wasn't, you know, that involved. All right. So, uh, okay. So you got to understand from their point of view, though. You're someone who went to Taiwan, yeah. learned Chinese, <laughs> and then came back, and then the city went tits up. Yeah, you can't yeah. blame them, really, for thinking that you might be... <laughs> it's really, You know, one funny thing is when I was applying for jobs, I actually applied to, uh, you know, from, from Taiwan, I applied to Alibaba to be their lawyer. Oh. Uh, um, and thank God that didn't work out. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, it was funny because I, I did the interview and they had a couple questions at the beginning. They were like, oh, your experience and oh, your Chinese is pretty good, blah, blah, blah. And then for the next 20 minutes, it was just grilling me on why I would choose to study in Taiwan and not in the mainland. Right. Ah. And it's like uh, it, it, I was just like, OK, well, you know. I mean, honestly, and, and the funny thing, I told him the truth, which is that it had nothing to do with politics. It right. had everything to do with the fact that I wanted to learn traditional characters. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and because, you know, I had a, uh, my teacher in Hong Kong was like, oh, yeah, a lot of people go to this school in Taiwan. I was like, okay, this was back in more naive, yeah. ignorant days. But I mean, if I would have gone to Shanghai or something. Yeah. If that had come up. But these guys were just like Taiwan. Mm. That's, and I, honestly, because I'd been dealing in, uh, you know, China issues for a long time, it didn't used to be like that. So this was 2019, right? And it was my first real indication that kind of a lot of the mentality on the mainland towards Taiwan and some of this stuff had changed, mm. where before it was kind of like, yes, Taiwan is part of China, but we don't really care. We're going to yeah. keep kind of doing business with them and visiting and stuff like that. Whereas then it had sort of slowly turned into this kind of real skepticism of Taiwan and, you know, these people are all criminals and stuff like that. It was, but would you it was say it was like pre-2019, people kind of knew a lot of this stuff, but they wouldn't talk about it, like you just mentioned, well, we still do business, whatever, it's all good. Yeah. It's like it just got in the magnifying spotlight after 2019, especially with the protests. I mean, I'm sure even in Hong Kong, majority of people are like, oh, it's part of China, sure. I mean, I don't I don't really care, you know. Yeah, look, I mean, and, uh, I won't, I'll try not to get too academic on this, but uh, like I, I think, uh, you know, the... What happened in China over the last 10 years, 12 years, right, is you had a situation where, you know, well, let's go back you know, 40 years. So the deal between the Chinese people and the government has always been, you know, we're going to take full control. Um, we're going to infringe on your rights or we're going to reduce your rights, restrict your rights. And you're going to accept it because we're making you really rich. Yeah. Um, about 10 to 12 years ago, the writing was on the wall. I mean, yeah, these guys are not stupid. They know that the economy was slowing down then. It was going to slow down more. I think, you know, this quarter they've got like 3% growth compared to 20% growth year after year after year before. Um, and so if you're looking at the, the view of sort of people 10 or 12 years ago who were running the country, they're saying, well, you know, we know how economics work and we know how that affects people. We got a huge middle class and when we stop making them rich, they're going to start demanding political changes. Yeah. Um, and their reaction to that, to try to head that off was number one, lots of surveillance. But number two, I think spoken about a little bit less, uh, is that they really focused on patriotism and nationalism mm. and and sort of doing, you know, there was a time when we thought, oh, you know, maybe China will help us sort of liberalize North Korea a little bit. Mm. The opposite has happened. Yeah. They looked at North Korea and they said, oh, well, these guys have gotten really good at blaming all their problems on foreigners. Yeah. Mm. Um, and so China started doing the same thing. And they started saying, you know, we're the country of, you know, 5,000 years of history, we are the great middle kingdom, and, you know, you need to, you know, 
support our country and stuff like that. So you started seeing this real rise in nationalism. Yeah. And now as the economy slows, they're really banking on that, right? And saying, you know, yes, our economy is slowing. Um, yes, you have no rights in China, yeah. uh, but it's China and this is the country you love, right? Yeah. And you've got to make sacrifices for our great nation. And I think that's the biggest thing that really changed in people's mentalities. And it, it works too. Yeah. I think there's a lot of view in the West like, oh, you know, there's billion billion people in China who are just dying to overthrow their government. And I think all of us in Hong Kong know that's not really true. Um, the, the, it's been a really successful campaign to sort of uh, get people to love their country. And there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just, uh, just you know, the, yeah, the sacrifices a, behind that, that methodology. I mean, honestly, China should really learn a lot from, like, for example, in like uh, one of the comedians, Andrew Chu, has this whole bit about like how when you shout out certain country names, they have a response to it. Like, uh, you know, Australia, they've got the Aussie, Aussie, Aussie thing. Yeah. And America's got the fuck yeah, you know, yeah. that sort of stuff. USA, USA. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like, that's what China's lacking. And it's very true because like, yeah. even in Hong Kong, there's no response. There's no call and response. And I feel that's what the government's lacking. Yes. You know? <laughs> so, and I really, I encourage number one, uh, like, given and making everyone rich I I, I mean right now there is one though it's called group gatherings more than four people it's not allowed <laughs> yeah exactly yeah <laughs> holding up oh they have a lot of banners that yeah. say you are violating the national security law yeah exactly a lot of that <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to call it call and response yeah. national oh, no, the security <laughs> <laughs> the response is run that's yeah, the exactly. response it's run. very physical <laughs> <laughs> well exercise they've been closing gyms as well so exactly that's, what they're, that's why why they're doing it they're closing all the gyms to make yeah. sure they keep running people yeah there's, yeah. a certain, there's a certain eight character phrase that is definitely not going to be the slogan. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And let me just say, traditional or simplified Chinese. Or English. Exactly. It has no, ch- no day under the sun. <laughs> so, okay, so let's go back. So you're working, whatever, 2019, the protests happened, and you were hanging out, just like supporting, you said? Yeah, so, I mean, I, th- I think I remember, you know, talking to friends and be like, you know, oh, I really support these guys, like going out, you know, peaceful protests, things like that. Even when it kind of got more violent it's kind of like yeah that's probably not a good idea to burn down a bank of america or bank of china Mm. but um you know it's hard to blame people for how absolutely insane this government had been yeah um but you know i i what i would do is i would kind of i had a have a camera hobby photography hobby i would take my camera equipment go down there try to kind of blend in with the press and take pictures post it out uh, in sort of in english descriptions of what was going on just for people on social media to see it and things like that, um, which I really enjoyed doing. Um, but, you know, because I was going down, getting in with the media, kind of taking pictures of tear gas and stuff, my friends would always joke, like, Sam, you're going to get yourself arrested somehow yeah. uh, in these protests. Um, <laughs> and you were like, challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> but the irony of the whole thing is that when I did get arrested in December, December 9th, 2019, yeah. It had nothing to do with it. There was no protest that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? right. And we were out you shopping. Were out, yeah. I was going to the Apple store to buy a gift for my nephew. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. See, okay. that so was a wh- mistake. Yeah. You should have gone to the Xiaomi store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. went there. You'd yeah. be okay. <laughs> yeah. I think back to so many things. Like, there's you can watch the CCTV videos, and there's a time, like, right before I stopped to buy a bottle of water. I'm like, man, why did I buy that bottle of water? Yeah, <laughs> you would have been two, two minutes ahead. You, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so I, we, were, we were just kind of walking through Causeway Bay Station. Uh, me and a friend, um, uh, Indian friend, who, uh, you know, we had gotten brunch and then we were just kind of walking around. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this this guy, this kid. Okay, uh, well, what time of the day was that? I think it was about noon. Yeah, it was afternoon, okay. I remember, yeah. yeah. So um, you're walking through Causeway Bay, which is usually busy at noon. We're in, in the MTR station. Yeah. Um, Did you go past the turnstiles? No, 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 no. He was just down the stairs, right? The, the we entrance. had gone past the turnstiles. So Wait, you... 
Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. So, so actually, in the MTR platform, not at, the public area. Oh, we were going out then. Look oh. at me challenging him. Like, oh no, you didn't. Yeah, <laughs> both of us. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah. playing like that. The, the <laughs> yeah. judge and the yeah. other guy. So we, we were in. We had come from Central, and we were. Uh, we we went out the turnstiles towards Exit mm. F, which is like the, you know, High Sand Place exit or whatever. Yeah. Mm. There's a long hallway there. Right. So after you go out the turnstiles, um, so we're like walking down that hallway. It's crowded day. You know. Tons of people. Mm. This kid runs by, maybe 15, 16 years old, whatever. Um, and behind him, a little bit, is this older guy uh, who's screaming something um, and running and like shoving people out of the way and stuff like that. Uh, he's, I think he's screaming. He, he, he was screaming something in Cantonese. I'll tell you what that was in a minute. Mm. Uh, but I just turned to my friend and I said, What's he, is he screaming something in Cantonese? And my friend says, I don't know. Um, it sounds like maybe he's saying, you know, we, don't, we don't know. Uh, but it was, it was something in Cantonese. But we, we, so then they go by us. We say, well, we'll never see those people again. Yeah. Um, but then we go up the escalator. And right when we get to the top of the escalator, there's also CCTV videos of all of this. It's yeah. on yeah. Like, Twitter and stuff and on YouTube. <laughs> That's what I, when I got out of jail, I was yeah. just like, fuck these people. So yeah. I just, I put all the videos on YouTube. And Have you ever like, considered America's funniest home video? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, what is that music? So what is that? The famous song? I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you went everywhere. You're like, AFV, so you got to wait for this one later. And then, yeah, you fast forward there, it would be really funny. Yeah, that's it. The Benny Hill one. Yeah, a Benny Hill, that's it. It's definitely a joke in some way, but maybe not their style. But yeah, so we get to the top this guy is just like beating up this kid with a stick turns yeah. out to be a baton yeah this other guy's holding the kid from behind by his arms while this you know these two old men just beating up a kid right? yeah there's this other guy another foreigner who turned out to be a british guy who's kind of yelling at them in english and saying are you popo over and over yeah, yeah, yeah. um they both say no in english so i'm thinking like maybe they don't understand yeah because you know it's this time you know, yeah, I'm thinking maybe these guys are. It's comics, English right? as well, so yeah, mm. yeah. So I asked them in Mandarin. I don't speak Cantonese, but I asked them in Mandarin. Like, they mm. both turned to me, and you can see them in the video. The video doesn't have sound. The yeah. CCTV doesn't, um, but you can see them both turn and be like, "Oh, sure." They both say they're not cops, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then, you know, the kid gets away. He runs upstairs. Um, you know, I'm sitting there arguing. One of the guys runs after the kid. Um, so, and then that's when this video with sound, a cell, a cell phone video starts that I think more people have seen than the CCTV. Mm. Um, and then you, th you hear again. So like we're sitting there arguing, you can hear me saying to one guy, like he's, they, he said, he's not a cop and mm. he's saying, you know, they must be cops. They must be cops. It's like he, they said in two languages, they're not a cop. So then the other guy who had run after the kid comes down, he's already got a baton in his hand. Um, he rocks up to the to the other foreigner. He shoves him, Oof. and then he says, "You know, what are you doing? What are you doing?" In and then the guy's in English. Mm. And then the foreigner says again, "Are you Popo?" And again, he says no. And then I said, "All right, you know, it's it's time to stop this." So I reach out and grab the baton. Mm. He pulls the baton away. He extends it. He runs at me. Uh, he tries to beat me with it. He's an idiot. So he falls over the <laughs> rail, <laughs> falls onto the ground. As he's falling, he grabs my shirt, pulls me down on top of him, um, and then he's hitting me in the legs and the butt with the baton. Mm. So I like whack him twice in the face, which causes him to bring the baton forward. Immediately, I grab the baton mm. um, and then just kind of help him. All I'm trying to do here is like get the baton. Yeah, right. Because right, yeah. this is some lunatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
Um, and you know, and by the way, yeah, and, and, I, and anybody who doesn't know this story is going to know that the punchline here is this guy who lied about being a cop actually was a cop. Right. right? Yeah. 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 Um, I think actually, if but, someone uh, does not know the story, they can still get. Right. Guess. You can still figure that <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, figure that out right? from, yeah. um, well, from you asking million times, <laughs> he says he's a cop, but right. I'll get to that interesting story in a minute. Right. But, um, but here's the thing about it. You know, I'm a lawyer, right? Mm. Uh, let's be clear here. If this guy was wearing a uniform and had a sign on his head that said, I am a police officer. Right. If he walks down the stairs and people are talking and he shoves somebody and then tries to beat them with a baton, he's still a criminal. Yeah, like you right. can't do that. A cop cannot do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, not not in the not in the context of like a protest or like there is violence already happening and self defense and stuff yeah, like that. So we have we have these leaked documents with the, which the court, of course, did not let us use. He said they weren't relevant, which is insane. Yeah. Um, but we have these documents, which are internal police documents, uh, where they lay out you know the law and the regulations of when a police can use force mm-hmm. um, and to pull out a baton. So first of all, to use force at all, to shove. Yeah. Um, there has to be violence. There's no violence. Yeah. There's just people talking and arguing. Yeah. And there's CCTV um, cameras everywhere. Yeah. Like that's all proven basically. Yeah. I mean, there's somebody cell phone sort of uh, filming oh, it as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, you know, to use the baton, there has to be a serious risk of injury. I mean, this is all in the police documents themselves. Mm. Yeah. Right? Um, this guy instead just walks up with a baton, shoves somebody who's talking. Yeah. To, you know, I mean, it, it was completely illegal yeah. by anybody's definition of the word including their internal policies right yeah which yeah. is what the documents yeah. that you have yeah exactly yeah. except apparently the hong kong judiciary yeah yeah right? they don't and believe it they're like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean it was uh, you know, God, we can talk about the case yeah but i mean it was absolutely insane mm. but anyway so yeah so this guy he's afterwards he says he's a cop so then the police arrest me um, but it's interesting. They wouldn't show us. Oh, it's okay. Slow, slow down. When so now you're at this point when you're trying to grab the baton. You got it, and then you what? You got off him. Uh, I got off him, and then I tell him to get up. He gets up. We stand there for about six or seven minutes. Somebody else calls the cops, and I'm saying, you know, let's just wait for the cops. I'm saying, why don't? Why? Don't uh, so until this point, you're you're just two civilians who had a fight. And you want the cops to be involved because you oh, know yeah, he's exactly, wrong. Oh, yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, yeah. you're like, I'm going to call the cops on you yeah. because you assaulted me, you assaulted this other kid. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, and now I look yeah, back. And then he's like, I have a direct line door. He's like, yeah, I know, they're coming. Like, yeah. he called them, his phone's ringing, he's like, yeah, why? You're like, what? Yeah. But then, you know, I'm holding it, and all of a sudden, as I've got this guy detained, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm saying, we're going to wait for the cops. He's saying, now he's saying, I'm a cop. Uh, and I'm just like, you're no, like you're no, no, you're not. No, you're not. Right, right. I'm a freaking liar. So you think like, he's trying to get away from it? Of course. By saying, I'm a cop so you can let him go. But here's the thing. And it, well, yeah, I mean, I sit there and wait and say, well, why don't you show me your ID? And he yeah. says, no. Yeah. And I say, well, is it the baton? Why don't we both take one hand off mm. and I'll show my ID and you show your ID? Yeah. And he says, no. And then I like do it. I like take one hand off. I like, here's my ID. Why don't you show me your ID? Yeah. Because I mean, there's no way in my mind that this guy has a police ID. Yeah. Right. Um, Where are the other two guys? Uh, the other foreigner is kind of, he's. I think he's one, one of the people calling the cops. Mm. The other guy, the other attacker is standing there as well. I think yeah. he might have called the cops as well. Right. right. Okay. Um, but then, uh, yeah, so I'm, and then I say, why don't we put the baton on the ground together and then we can show our IDs? And mm. he says, no. I mean, this guy is I mean, absolutely out of control. Yeah. Lunatic, right. Mm. Um, so... Then the police come. He shows them an ID. You can kind of see in the video. Um, it's not a. It's not a. It's not a police warrant card, mm. and it's a different color. 
Um, it has different design on it. Yeah. We don't know what it was, but it wasn't a police warrant card. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. guy did not have a police warrant card with him. That was probably his fake ID for the bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, 18. Yeah. Like, yeah. So then like after, you know, I'm in jail for two days, I get bail. Interestingly about bail, this is back when the DOJ still had some, you know, actual professional lawyers in it. Yeah. Um, they really, really engineered it to try to just help me out here, right? I mean, they said, you only have to pay $1,000 bail, um, and we're going to let you keep your passport, nice. which is essentially w- yeah. wild. Um, yeah. It's very clear in hindsight, they just wanted me to get out of here, yeah. which I refused to do. Right. Um, and oh, so we're going to let you keep your passport, wink, wink, like, just exactly. get out. Yeah, be smart about it. Okay, exactly. sorry to keep interrupting, but I really want to follow, try to follow the, the timeline here. So... The, Someone called the cops. The cops came. You you skipped over the part where you're getting arrested and the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So I got I got arrested. Um, okay. And then they take me to this room. Mm. Uh, where at then, the MTR where the, station. You know, right. And I have a secret video that I took at the MTR station in this room mm. uh, where eventually they grab, they figure it out and they grab my phone. Mm. Um, but like in the secret video, the cop, you know, the alleged cop, he tries to attack me again uh. in the room <laughs> <laughs> with the other like, uniformed police officers yeah, right. there. And they're still just like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. Like, whatever. And yeah. they still arrest me and let these guys go. Oh, man, these people are corrupt. I mean, this place is it's just a cr- criminal organization. Yeah. It really is. Um, so they arrest me. They put me in jail for two days. Uh, they torture me. They So they put you in this freezing room and take your clothes. Um, every hour or so, they would pull me out, warm me up, and try to, like, get me to admit things or whatever. Um, they were obsessed with this other foreigner, um, the one who had asked oh, yeah, the Popo, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were just convinced that I must know this guy, and we were, you know, I don't know, CIA agents waiting right, around right. in a So that this is all a scheme and, of some sort, that yeah, you get yeah. in a fight, he films, yeah. it makes them look bad. Because all, all white people know each other, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was just... Utterly, these people are limited. well again, and in, in their defense, <laughs> I've been in Asia for too long that actually white people are starting to look the same, <laughs> so, so I'm not really blaming them here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was the whole thing was, was insane. Um, my lawyer, they wouldn't let me get a lawyer at first, but eventually, I mean, my, my case was all over the news, so lawyers came. Mm. Um, my I, I got some lawyers in there. Uh, they were sort of yelling at the cops, trying to get them to get me out of this torture room. Basically, eventually, what um, is what is a torture? Uh, are you alone? So it's like or? it's like a, yeah, I'm alone, and there's like a cell. They, you know, they put I don't know if they put air conditioning on or what, but it's freezing in there, and they take away your clothes, and you're shivering. I was turning blue and purple and stuff. Are you actually like just like completely naked? Or no, not just, naked. So I had like a t-shirt and like my shorts, basically. Yeah. Okay, and um, w- was that? Did you get moved somewhere else from from the MTR? Obviously, like yeah. So they it was were in, you blindfolded. It's in, it's in, in Wan Chai police station. I wasn't blindfolded. Oh, okay. Was, so you knew where you I were going. I was handcuffed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't know at the time where I was, but mm. later I knew that I was in Wan Chai police headquarters. Mm. Um, so they do this whole torture thing for like two days. Uh, you know, they always come, try to get me to answer things. I tell them to go fuck themselves. And then, you know, two days later we go to court, I get bail, I get out. And that's when I discover like this thing has been everywhere. Mm. Right. Um, and it's been, you know, all over the news. And I'm like, thank God for that. Because if it hadn't been, yeah. you know, you know, you talk about white people. I mean, if I had been like a brown person, right? Yeah. Like nobody, yeah. I, I probably would have just disappeared into this place and nobody would ever right. yeah. even know about it. You're talking case. to two brown guys <laughs> who, who are about to disappear because of you. Yeah. Somehow I've not gotten arrested for <laughs> national security <laughs> yeah. charges. They're just going to arrest you guys. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Foreshadowing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or if I had been a local, I mean, a lot of these, you know, locals get screwed over on these things all the time during the protests and yeah. after, right? Yeah. And, 
like, you know, just because of who I was, um, you know, race and nationality and my job and things like that, I was getting a lot of attention for it, mm. um, which was, was really, really a relief. But, um, you know, yeah, I think it's a key point, right? I mean, I, I'm able to go out and one of the reasons I feel like I have to speak out so much is because other people don't really have that microphone to be able to do that as I literally hold a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so, so I, kind of the roundabout way of getting, we keep saying this guy was a cop, mm. but so like my lawyers write, you know, about a, a few days after the arrest in December and they write the police and they're just like, you know, where's, where's the evidence this guy's a cop? You've shown us no evidence that this guy is actually a cop. You he also said multiple times on camera that he's not a cop. Yeah. Um, Obviously yeah. this was not considered in a court, but what is, what is there? Reasoning for not cons for dismissing uh, him saying that he's not a cop isn't yeah. that enough? Yeah, yeah. I mean that should be enough. Right? No, I'm yeah. asking you. Like, what was there? Did you question them? Like the judge or whoever is? is oh yeah, I mean this is much later. This is like yeah, two okay, years later. okay. And, I mean, yeah. But this is oh yeah. I mean we can get to the trial, but sure. I mean, as we're writing, we're just trying to get the evidence, right? Yeah, right. I mean, we're just saying give us the evidence. This guy's a cop. You are mm. required to do that. So we say, you know, in the letter. Uh, please provide all evidence in police possession. This person is a police officer. They write back and they say, uh, there is no evidence in our possession that he is a police officer other than his statement in his... Uh, wow. That, that he made to what? the police. What? That's wow. what they write back to me. That That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And they're okay with that. They're like, yeah, so we're taking that. It's like, well, yeah. what? We'll take his word for it. Yeah. I can't... I cannot overstate how stupid <laughs> these police officers are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry. I mean... Yeah. I've never seen anything quite like it. And yeah. I think it's deliberate. I think the senior people hire the dumbest people they can find yeah. uh, to be these police officers because they know that they can control them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, the guy who wrote us back was just like, no, we don't have any evidence of this. So of course, my lawyers write back and we just say, so why are you charging him with this? This yeah. was in January yeah. of 2020. And right? you are out on bail. Yeah, I'm Correct? out on bail. Yeah. It takes them until June, so five months later, wow. to respond. Oh, right. do you think they sent him to police academy to actually <laughs> yeah, join? Then I become a cop, become a cop, yeah, become a cop, quick, quick. It's like the, with the Rocky music yeah, in the yeah, background. In June, and yeah. now it's coming from the DOJ. It's oh. not coming from the police. Mm. And they write back and they say, uh, here is a document that shows that uh, last summer, uh, this man's police retirement was extended by a year. Ah, so they so, found like a little loophole. Some, some, so this yeah. guy in summer 2019 was supposed to retire because it's a mandatory 55 years old retirement yeah. age, mm. or 50, 50, 55. Um, and then they they had this document that was dated in summer 2019 that said, oh, he uh, his, we're extending it for another year. Um, Conveniently, yeah. Yeah, which is obviously bullshit because yeah. they wrote and they said, he, so this guy basically... What was happening here was this guy was a retired police officer mm. who had not returned his baton. He had wow. an illegal weapon. Yeah. And he was beating people up in an MTR station. Yeah. Right? What? Um, so then they created this fake document in, you know, some that was dated much, much earlier that yeah. extended his retirement. He didn't have a warrant card. They refused all along to give us the warrant card. Mm. This, so then a year after that, we're like, we want the warrant card. Uh, we went to court to get the warrant card. Yeah. Um, and they were like, okay, we'll turn over the warrant card. The DOJ basically told them, do it. So they come in with this, pla we go to the police station, they come in with this plastic thing. Um, and it's like, uh, okay, this is the warrant card. It's like brand new. I mean, yeah. not a single scratch on right. it or anything. So then we ask the cop and we say, so this is the warrant card. This is not a new one. This is the warrant card he had on that day in his wallet. Mm. So it would have been scuffed or whatever. Yeah. And the cop is like, yes, yes, it is. Um, and then I said, do you want to check with the cop? So he texts that, you know, that fake cop. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's the same one from that day. And then I say, uh, or no, 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 sorry. He says, it's a new one. He says, yeah, it's a new one. And then we say, so we don't want the new one. We, we want, want the, the one old that one. Day, yeah. Right. So then he goes, he leaves the room. The cop leaves the room. And then a couple minutes later, he comes back and he says, oh, yeah, this is the same one from that day. Uh, I mean, these guys like, are just... Uh, right, all over the place. Yeah. yeah so, look, I, I have no problem with people being stupid. I mean, if you're a good person, you can be stupid all the time. The problem with these people is they're stupid and they have zero ethics whatsoever. Right. Yeah. I mean, they just lie. They will torture. They will do whatever it takes. And, and they're not even doing it in sort of a way that's like ideological or with yeah. animosity. They just have zero moral fiber whatsoever. Hmm. Um, so they'll, they just lie because it's easier for them to lie. Um, it's easier for them to protect this guy. I mean, and again, and some of you are probably thinking, and I completely agree, Hong Kong is not the only place where cops are a bunch of bastards. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and You're talking to someone who comes from Egypt. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, I, and I have that, I, got to, I joke about it on my yeah. act, about how even the protests we were talking about earlier, even the protests are basically a joke in comparison to whatever we have back home. Yeah. And to be honest, the same thing when you're talking about the cops. I'm like, yeah, this is how they should behave. because This is just like, what cops are back this in is what my cops country. Are. And it's the right. same in the U.S. I oh, mean, of course, you know, yeah. You know, cops will band together and they'll lie, cheat, and steal to protect yeah. any cop from any yeah. consequences ever. Mm. I think what the difference is in a country that's functioning, you know, and Egypt would not be a country that's functioning in the way that Thank it should. Thank you so much. Way, but, <laughs> um, but, you know, in, in you know, a lot of European countries, sometimes in the U.S., if you have mm. the right color skin and the mm. right amount of money, um, and hopefully more these days now that it's getting more attention, you know, you have separation of powers where the police do some crazy shit, the DOJ and then the political elements should, you know, step in from a civilian standpoint and say, no, we're not going to charge people with things they didn't do just to protect the police or a police officer did something wrong. We're going to charge that police officer. Um, there should be civilian oversight of the police. And that's what Hong Kong and a lot of these authoritarian governments are completely lacking. Um, the police run this city. The police are telling the DOJ what to do. And that's not the way that this is supposed to work. Mm. Um, there should be complete separation. Right. So uh, this is all to kind of go that, you know, you'd think I would be really angry at the police. I'm not really. The police are the police. They're mm. just a bunch of, you know, immoral idiots like they are everywhere. The people that make me rage mm. are the people in the Department of Justice and in the uh, magistracy and in the, jud in the judiciary. These are my colleagues. I'm a lawyer. Like, I take my oath seriously as a lawyer. Yeah. That's why I do all this stuff, right? Mm. Um, these are people who have abandoned their duty to the law, to the basic law, to, their, to people's constitutional rights in favor of simply just taking orders from a military regime. Um, that infuriates me more than anything. Uh, and so, you know, you see in my case over and over, uh, the DOJ, uh, court lawyers, um, the judges and the magistrate kind of just helping the police to make up facts and cover up police crimes. Mm. Uh, and that that's just such an abandonment. And it makes, you know, people hate lawyers and it's because of people like this. And yeah. That, that just, you know, you affect See, there's two things that bother me about this. Number one is that the whole situation is so absurd that even if a day comes that someone wants to write a book, people are like, that's terrible storytelling. Yeah. Like, like, no, <laughs> yeah. man, that was actually what happened. Like, no, they could be that dumb. Yeah. It's like, no, they actually were. You don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, you have that. And I think like there's a parallel to obviously with comedy as well where you have comedians working hard at like you said, you take your oath very seriously. Comedians try to really work hard at the craft and you got other guys who are just doing doing hacky stuff. Right. Just getting yeah. I mean, they're getting away with it, but you're like, yeah. that's not the point. Yeah. Right? And that I, I totally understand what you mean when that infuriates you because that's a different level. That's like more like the, the moral level where you're thinking like, I know you can do it. 
but that's not the point. Like the yeah. reason you're doing this is because you want to do something not that, right? Do you have that? And I think. But then, how much of that have you had? Like, let's say psychological issues where after that you just kind of lost hope or faith in like the profession in general, or just your colleagues, or did there a lot of like personal friendships breaking and stuff like that? Um, I didn't really have any friends at the DOJ, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely lost faith in rule of law in Hong Kong. I think I held some you know naive faith in it and i still up until the day i was convicted i held some naive faith that the there was no way that a magistrate even a pro-beijing magistrate could possibly convict on this case uh and then he did um and so there's sort of been a progressive series of events that have made it very clear to me that there is just no rule of law in this city whatsoever um it's a political regime that's making decisions based on um, politics and just sort of indifferent. To yeah. So if you get in their way what the of what they're trying says. to achieve, they're like you're illegal now. Like how? It's like yeah. well, because I said so. And I think I think it's been interesting to watch over the last couple of years how, you know, they went to a lot of effort at the beginning to sort of make it seem like they were following the law, um, and you had to kind of dig around and realize that they weren't. Yeah. Whereas now they just they don't really even try. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're I mean, right about that. Yeah. The most the most they do is just kind of re- release a statement that's like, you know, we are abiding by rule of law, and that, I mean that's all they say anymore. And they but condemn you, you for saying that they don't. Yeah. Yeah. And then I mean, you're just a, simp- like, a simple example from my very simple life is like when we go out on like Peel Street as an example. Like when they come in and they clear the street, they're saying group gatherings more than four people is not allowed, and people gather in groups of four. While by law you can drink, like you can put your mask down where you drink. And then people gather 1.5 meters, and then they clear the street anyway. Yeah. Which is like, okay, by your rules, that's yeah, we're legal. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's the same to your point. It's like, okay, no, we don't care. This is what we want right now. And you're illegal. Like, you're basically breaking the law if you talk back at them yeah. or question their authority. It's like, okay, but you're telling me to do something. I'm doing it. But you want me to do more. Yeah. Not even. What, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no law. Yeah. And what, what are you going to do? Challenge it in courts? They own the courts and yeah. they know it, right? And, and, and you'd, you'd be a fool to go into their kind of home court exactly. and say they're wrong. Yeah. And yeah. they're like all their fans and everybody's in the, in the court. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You'd be yeah. a fool to do that. Exactly. But um, then, okay, so coming to this though, like the whole situation happened, I mean, it's been what, like two uh, More two, than two years now. More than now, two yeah. years now, yeah. right? And I'm sure in that sense, first of all, putting aside like the whole change of mindset within the, the rule of law and everything, but your life in general, I mean, like, do you walk around town? Do people, like, recognize you? Do you get a lot of that kind of stuff? Or I recognized like, him. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I did. Yeah. yeah. yeah, um, so you, yeah. Usually, I mean, the mask thing is probably a good, th- nice, because it means fewer people recognize me on the street. When people do recognize me, it's usually when I'm walking my dog. Because uh. my, like, I don't know why, but, like, I'm just, as much as I've been, like, in the public spotlight, I'm very uncomfortable with the public spotlight. I'm, I'm an introvert. Like, mm. I like to sit at home and just, you know, play a video game or yeah. watch TV or things like that. Um, but uh, my dog, so so for, for, as, it's sort of like my comfort animal, basically. Like yeah. whenever I have to do photo shoots, they're so weird too. Like, and the, the the photographers are lovely, but they're like, you were doing an article. Now we need to follow you around the city for a day. Oh. I'm like, oh. And it's always these candid I'm photos. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I'm bringing my dog with me though. I'm gonna, you know, that's yeah. like, all right. And so, so most of these articles have me and my dog together. So when people recognize me on the street, it's usually that they recognize my dog mm-hmm. and yeah. then they'll stop. Um, it's just a matter of time with the cops like is he CIA is your dog CIA <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, you know sometimes people recognize me at like stores or coffee shops or something they'll give me a free coffee I'm like yes if anybody wants to give me a free coffee that's great um, <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, yeah, you just put your mask down everywhere. You know? yeah. Every time when they're like thirty four dollars, you're like mask down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything? No? You just okay. like go, yeah, you give like you know how at Starbucks they ask you for your name. You just give them your full name. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. You just, you just load up the news article. That's exactly. Me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, right, you get a free coffee. So yeah. 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 Um. But uh. Yeah. I mean, it's uh. It's 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 kind of weird sometimes, but um. I, I have been really overwhelmed by the support from Hong Kongers. Um, and just, you know, when I was in prison, I would get just tons of letters every day from random people and things like that. It was just so supportive and, and so encouraging. Uh, you know, I, I joined Twitter after I got out so that I could start kind of uh, pushing some of this information out there. And, yeah. then, you know, within a few days, like thousands of people are like following my Twitter. And, you know, there's a group of a couple hundred of them. Whenever I post anything, it doesn't matter. I'm like, the sun is out. Yeah. They like retweet it within five seconds. Sam said the sun is out. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. Um, that means having, he's still outdoors. It's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it, I think to, to a lot of people that, um, I think what happened to me, it sort of represents sort of just how, you know, I've said this in some articles before, but um, yeah, there's lawlessness. But I, I think everybody from when they're a little kid, they're taught to help people in trouble, right? Yeah. And this is to the people, it's somebody who's been sent to prison for helping somebody in trouble and trying to be a good citizen. And I think that really like kind of represents to people just sort of the moral deterioration mm. of Hong Kong yeah. in addition to the legal deterioration. And so I think that hit people um, in some ways. And then I think for a lot of people too, it's just... You know, they know that I'm a, you know, have a certain privileges uh, and an ability to get word out that a lot of locals don't have. And so it's a chance, you know, once people realize that I'm willing to speak and, and um, you know, more than willing to speak, uh, then I, I think it was something where people said, well, this guy can help us to get the word yeah. out and keep things, keep attention from the West. I think because like, like that's that. usually the rare occasion. See, first of all, you're not obliged to do what you're doing. You're not obliged to voice the issues and let more people know. But the fact that it's something that you're related to, or at least you personally have a feeling towards, and you're like, you know, I want to do something good with this if I have the ability to do it. And I definitely can tell you, because in Hong Kong, we definitely can appreciate someone who's going out of their so-called comfort or necessity zone and doing something. And it's like, really? You can you can help all of us because for something that's not really going to benefit you as much as it's going to benefit us, in, in other words. But then during this whole course, though, I'm sure in reverse, if right now with your status, if you suddenly said, hey, man, uh, this is happening to me. I'm having this trouble. I'm sure that you had a lot of people coming towards your support as well. Because I'll give you an example like Jeffrey Andrews, right? Mm. So he wanted to, he was running for LegCo before. And he had only like a couple of days to get, I don't know how many signatures done. Mm. Like I think 5,000 signatures to set. He, he had eligibility to right. run. Within like what, 24 hours, people like, where are you there? And they, you had to go to Shimsai Show to sign it. And yeah, like, and people did it anyway. On a week, yeah. like, I'm there. I was like, wow. And yeah. I think that's the issue with Hong Kong is that we have this really weird mentality of like, I don't really want to help you if I don't need to. But if I but if I really want to, yeah, I will. I'm going out of yeah. my way right? yeah, to, yeah. to make it a point that I think I'm that's coming right. in. You know, and, I mean Jeffrey Andrews is a great example of that because he got arrested as part yeah. of the sweep, but he never got charged. And I I think I think that was because you know if you looked at sort of the stories from the time about the arrest, a lot of them mentioned specifically Jeffrey Andrews. And be like, yeah, this is a guy who's just you know he's just a good guy. Helps prisoners and helps yeah. like mm. everybody. Yeah. And the police ultimately, I think if that, if there's, there's articles and that attention on him and the fact that he'd had so many supporters, if he hadn't, yeah. I, he I think he would have yeah. been charged. Like oh, for sure. Else. I yeah. mean, I spoke to him like after he, 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 he was basically he got back out. And then I was talking to him and I said, I said, I have a weird feeling that 
they let you off in a way, partly because they number one, your image, the, the, uh, your ethnicity and everything. Because they knew like if they get him in trouble, yeah. you got a whole bunch of people in Hong Kong who's like, wait a second, that's, that guy represents us. We're going to come down and do something. Mm. And secondly, the international news will definitely identify with that way more than with someone who's actually Chinese. Yeah. Right? So they probably did that and like, okay, you know what? He's fine. I'm like, so you're doing this from I have less pro- yeah. your problems issue. Yeah. there. Are, I mean, I think it was only like five people that they didn't ultimately charge with NSO. Um, and two of them were the only two non-Chinese people. Yeah, exactly. Um, the one of them was an American, and then one of them was Jeffrey. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's also telling about you know how political these things are to them, right? Like it's not about the law when they're charging you know somebody like Auntie Claudia Mole charging yeah. her with <laughs> you, know, you know trying to overthrow the government or whatever she's charged with, and you're just like, okay, that's that's bullshit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, why didn't you then charge Jeffrey Andrews and the Ameri- see, the white American guy exactly. with it? Right? Like, not to throw them under the bus, but that's exactly what we were talking about. I was yeah. like, it's weird that, I mean, technically, if that person's in trouble, you are on the same parallel universe and that's, I mean, same same parallel to that person. Yeah. Mm. And you're, you're okay. That doesn't really make sense. But as you said, and I'm very sure as well, it's kind of an arbitrary decision of like, this is going to cause us a lot of problems. Mm. You go away. You're going to be fine. He comes with us kind of a deal. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I think from a legal standpoint, we're like, to be clear, to anybody, I mean, I'm sure people are aware of these, you know, the 47 that are most of them still in prison without trial, um, arrested in January last year. Um, like uh, oh, some of these, over, some of exactly the, a year now. Yeah, some yeah. of these NSL guys, right? Like, I mean, it's outrageous what's happening to them. But, you know, for example, the guy who drove a motorcycle may or may not yeah. have deliberately driven into police. He shouldn't be charged with an NSL violation. Um, it's a criminal but charge. He, there is some charge there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, these 47, I mean, these are politicians. I mean, there is just zero argument, zero, uh, that they committed any crime and actually under the law, even under the NSL. Let's go so, with a scenario here where you're saying that and then people who record you say that get charged under NSL and then people who share the article about <laughs> the people who got <laughs> recorded you, like how many people yeah. can you drag down under the NSL <laughs> before it's like, all right, guys, is right, it like right. the guy in another country who is reading the news is yeah. now under charge? Yeah, you know? it's like when do you, where do you stop? I mean, and, exactly. and the answer to that is yeah. they stop when they politically decide that they decide who they want to charge, right? And they make it fit that they don't decide somebody committed a crime yeah. and mm. then who who committed that crime. Like That's I can imagine they're gonna have like an anthem song for the NSL. You know, like Shaggy's "It Wasn't Me." Yeah, like, everything. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was like, it's NSL. It's NSL. Whatever it takes. Being a little conscious of the time here because I do want to give our listeners the entire story because we still haven't even gotten to the trial so oh God, yeah. we, so we're talking i'm going back to a story so you're at the point where the guy shows the id and you're like this is not even the same id and the whole thing so what happens next uh yeah well i couldn't see it he wouldn't let me see it uh, in person there right mm. so that was um you know then i was in jail for two days and then mm. i was released out right but then we had to wait a long time for yeah trial. so we're back we're in yeah. june now uh, where the whole thing with the ID happened and they said, yeah, oh, here's yeah. his warrant and the whole thing. Yeah, so then we had trial scheduled, um, but then it got canceled for COVID and all these things. Ultimately, the trial wasn't until the next June, so mm. June 2021. About and for, for this year, ago. you're not on your job anymore. Uh, I'm not in my job. Uh, so what are you doing for a whole year? So the main thing I'm doing now, uh, which I started a couple months ago, is writing. So I'm doing... Um, uh, I started a Substack, uh, samuelbickett.substack.com. There's my plug. Mm. Um, and it's, 
just uh, writing about legal issues in Hong Kong in English. And then I now I've got a, a guy, one of, a supporter, he's just volunteering to transla- translate some of them into Chinese too. Um, and some of them get into sort of technical legal issues. But I think what I really realized is that, uh, you know, there's not, I can't be useful as sort of like a, you know, general political activist. I'm not from here, like things like that. But where I can be useful is that nobody's actually taking some of these insane court decisions. And then going through and explaining how right. these people are a bunch of lying fucks, right? Mm. Um, so, you know, uh, the, a couple of the biggest ones, one of the biggest ones I've had is Chao Hong Tong. Or no, I, one of the first, I'll say that one of the first ones I got was Jimmy Lai mm. was convicted of uh, inciting um, people to join the yeah, June, yeah. June 4th mm. uh, vigil. Yeah, vigil. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, the news reports go out there and everybody can look at that and be like, that's ridiculous. It's right. just, but the story that people were getting at, getting from that is, oh, well, he's just inciting people to join a peaceful assembly. There's nothing wrong with that. So I was like, that's not what happened from a legal standpoint. And so I want to write about this. Mm. Um, what happens if you go back and actually read the court decision is he didn't inc- actually incite anybody. He showed up to a press conference and he stood there um, and, you know, n- didn't say a word didn't gesture anything. Um, he lit a candle legally. Nobody said that this press conference was illegal. Mm. Um, and so sh- this magistrate bent over backwards to say, well, he incited people. Why did he incite people? Because he's Jimmy Lai and he showed up in public. Wow. So, uh, wow. so this was her, this was, this was this magistrate's argument. Um, or it wasn't, I think it was actually a judge. It was a judge. Um, and uh, so the judge was saying, well, he didn't say anything, but because he is so famous as a member of the uh, democracy movement, the fact that he showed up would have incited people <laughs> to go wow. to this. Pres- Which is a pretty big leap. I mean, yeah. it's not. It's a. It's an absolutely, uh, you know, no. It's a illegal leap. I right. Mean, this is a judge who yeah. was imprisoning somebody in what she must know. I mean, this is a well-trained lawyer. She's not stupid, Amanda Woodcock. Yeah. Um, she's uh, she's just making shit up. I, I mean. I think what's really telling about the decision too, this is a lawyer, again, you know, legal decisions, if you've ever read a legal decision, they start by saying, this is what the law is. Here's a case that cites the law. Here is a statute that says what the law is. Nowhere in this decision did she cite a single case um, about what it ac- what actually constitutes assignment. That's right. not a, that's not a court decision. That's not a legal decision. That's a that's a person randomly ranting yeah, I, about. I, I say from my judgment that <laughs> yeah, right? why you get legal. You right. hit, I mean, yeah. it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, and it's and and think about and so I wrote about this and, and you think about the implication of that. What this judge was saying with apparently no hint, no awareness of how of the irony and of the sort of hypocrisy of it was saying that. This person was guilty of a crime simply for being who they are. Uh, I mean, that's really extreme. Wow. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Um, so I started. That's actually the one that kind of was the impetus and got me starting the Substack. Now I write it um, a lot, a couple of week, uh, or depending on you know whatever mm. comes up, uh, and that keeps me pretty busy. Um, it's if anybody wants to sign up for it, it's free. You just go and you subscribe for free. Yeah, we'll put I, the link up in the in yeah, the episode yeah, description. I, can, I have uh, a feeling like a marketing team is going to use what you just talked about, how Jimmy Lai can incite people to do things just by existing. Yeah, a lot of like uh, let's say influencers are going to be like, okay, so uh, if he has 17 million followers and yeah. he incited this many people. If I have 1,700, <laughs> I can incite like 40 people to buy your product. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so that's great. Pay me this amount and I'll put a photo on my ID. Yeah. 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 So you go to wow. trial in June 2021. Yeah. Correct? Sorry, you're probably noticing, no, I, like you really want to get the story out. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. told you earlier, I'm like an introvert and I'm uncomfortable with the spotlight. And yeah, I do this I, every time I've done an interview, like interviewers are just like, we need to talk about you. And I'm like, yeah. no, let's talk about Jimmy Lai. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you're doing, but I also know what I am doing. Yeah. And yeah. We, our listeners are going to not uh, like like me if I we just come <laughs> now because it's like 45 minutes or whatever. I'm like, right, no, right. we're going to go long yeah. and you're going to give the story yeah, no matter yeah. how long we go. Yeah. Yeah. No, so In the, fact, you're going to hate it. I'm going to cut all the Jimmy Lai parts. <laughs> so it's only going to be... and get back to me. <laughs> so every time you talk, I'm like, so you now you're in June 2021. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So before that, I was still staying pretty quiet because I was still holding out a little bit of faith that the magistrate was going to do the right thing. I was like, let's stay quiet and respect the process. Mm. I get to trial. We do the whole trial. I mean, my lawyer did a good job. Um, Edwin Choi, he's a senior counsel. Um, he, you know, he put this fake cop on the stand, just tore him to bits. I mean, by the end of, you know, oh, so I told you I was going to tell you guys what the cop was yelling in Canton. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yes. When he was running after this kid. Uh, and what the cop admitted on the stand was that he was yelling uh, sexual assault. Feili, Feili. Oh, Feili, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feili, yeah, Feili. Yeah. And, and so then, you know, okay, so you're yelling this kid's committed sexual assault. So my, you know, my lawyer says, so did you see this kid commit sexual assault? And the cop says, no. And, <laughs> and he says, so what did you see him do? And he's like, well, I saw him not pay for his ticket for the MTR. Mm. And the, he says, so why did you yell Feli. Yeah. And he says, Oh, because um I knew that nobody would stop the kid if he had just uh jumped over an MTR and I wanted somebody to stop him and beat him up. That's right? on stand under this is oath. On the stand under oath. This is what he said. And so we're going out there. I mean and so by the end of this, I mean, you know, the cop is being pulled out for his lies. Um, you know, my lawyer goes through and you know, shows him the video and says, so you said you're not a cop. He's like, yeah, I said I'm not a cop. And he says, we said, why do you say you're not a cop? He says, well, because popo is an insulting term. And, he's, and my lawyer says, but you understood what he was asking you. Yeah, 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 yeah but I didn't want to say yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, all these things. And so by the end, the cop is just has his head down mm. looking at his toes kind yeah. of like mumbling answers because he knows he's just been eviscerated on the yeah. stand. And you're obviously sitting there, you're like, oh, I'm, this is, this yeah. is over. This like, is good. Yeah, I'm walking yeah. out right now having a drink tonight, right. basically. I yeah. mean, I was just, I was honestly shocked after, after that that the magistrate didn't just end the trial. They have the power to do that. Exactly. Say, you know, yeah. This is like, this is, yeah, this yeah, is this crazy. Is nonsense. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and not only do not end the trial, uh, he then, um, you know, we finished the trial uh, and usually you finish the trial and then the next day or at latest a couple of days later, depending on schedules, you come back and you get the decision. Uh, so my lawyers get together with the prosecution. They go to the, on the last day of trial. They say to the magistrate, uh, well, we'd like to, you know, we are available you know, tomorrow. We're available on Monday, whatever. Uh, the magistrate says, oh no, no, I need a little bit more time than that because there's, you know, a lot to look at. Uh, and they say, well, how much time do you need? He says, how about two months later? What? And you're this free is, all of this time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, but this is extraordinarily unusual. <laughs> right. Yeah. A yeah. magistrate does not need two months for to, like, yeah, to not, issue not a, a murder verdict. case. Yeah. Yeah. Is, even in a murder case, they don't need two months. Right. Um, so that was the first really red flag. Yeah. Right. Uh, Matt, the magistracy, the judges, the court system is independent here. They cannot. They cannot. 
mm. go get instruction from someone else mm. uh, about what they're supposed to do. But I, that is the only explanation mm. uh, for a two month yeah. delay here. But this is also um, you speculating. This is not. This is me speculating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just to um, make it very clear. But I'm happy to speculate on that. Right. One. Yeah. If he, if he wants to sue me for defamation, I'm happy to take that one in there. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, this yeah. guy needed two months yeah. to issue a decision in a low level magistrate case. Mm. Uh, he was doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing. Mm. Um, so he comes back, and I'm still kind of holding out hope. I'm like, even even if this guy wants to do it, like this case, there's videos of this guy lying and then beating people up, right? I mean, there's no way he can yeah. convict me. Yeah. Um, or we were like, well, the biggest thing we were worried about was that he was going to try to convict me of common assault mm. and say, oh, well, you know, he didn't uh, know he was a police officer. The guy lied about it, but he still assaulted someone, which I didn't because it was completely lawful trying to grab the baton. Yeah. Um, but we were worried about that, which would have been like a fine. You know, it's like a common assault. Here's a $2,000 fine and move on with your life, right? Mm. Um, that's what we were concerned about. You know, I stand up there and then this guy convicts me. He reads out his decision and he just goes through and he completely accepts everything that the police officer said, everything that the DOJ said. I mean, so you read this decision and it's wild. And he said, well, uh, you know, the police officer uh, did lie and say that, uh, oh no, he said, um, he said the police officer didn't lie. It was not a lie to say that the kid uh, committed sexual assault. He, it wasn't a lie because he was doing it to try to get people to intervene and people wouldn't have intervened. I mean, he literally just so said, he followed what the cops wow. he just Logic, said, yeah, basically. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes through and he says, well, yes, uh, he did say that, uh, he wasn't a police officer, but the way that it was asked was very insulting. And you're just like, this guy is, why did, did why wow. did they dismiss you asking him in Mandarin? Uh, because I mean, that's not on the video, right? I mean, the video, so th that's, you know, that was my testimony, mm. but you know, I asked that on the CCTV, and so there's no sound on the CCTV. Ah, okay. So it's before really, yeah. the sound video started. I mean, he should have accepted that because, yeah. you know, you've got one person who's clearly telling the truth and one person who's lying on tape, right? Yeah. right. Um, but, you know, it he, wasn't accepted. He didn't. But even aside from that, you have a video on sound with sound of him saying he's not a cop. Right? Mm. I mean, that's all you know. Wow. Need. Um, and more than that, you know, the guy didn't go up there and say, oh, well, I didn't understand the question. He said, I understand. I just yeah. didn't like the way it right. was asked, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, I yeah. mean, it's just, so this guy just took everything mm. as the police and the, yeah, I, I mean, it was, it was, it was stunning. He convicts me, convicts me. Uh, he then sends me immediately to prison without sentence. Um, all okay. of this is just explain to the layman here. So you get the conviction. And then he so says, what does he say? Is and then he says, what, how much? he says sentence will be in two weeks. Um, and I want before sentencing, uh, to have him do a, uh, what do you call it? Like a social, a oh, social so worker service, comes, right. and, yeah, social yeah. worker comes yeah. and does this thing. And so my lawyer says, okay, well he can do that at home. And he's like, no, I want him to do it from jail. Mm. So he oh. sends me to jail immediately. Mm. Uh, I mean, this is, and I'm in shock. I mean, everybody's in shock yeah. as, as much as we knew that the system was problematic. I mean, this was such a blatant criminal act by this magistrate, yeah. Arthur Lamb Hayway. I mean, I, I have no problem with saying his name or anything yeah. like that or accusing him of being uh, unlawful here. Yeah. Um, and he sends me to jail. Uh, you know, he's He's just read out of the court. I mean, there's gasps in the court as he's saying over and over things that are just blatantly wrong uh, and lying. I mean, outright lying about what's in the videos. Yeah. Um, I mean, he says in there at some point, well, the police officer didn't assault anyone. There is video on and sound of him walking up to the foreigner uh, and shoving the foreigner, even if the guy had accepted that the kid deserved to get beat up. He's walking up to somebody and shoving him and raising a baton to his face. I mean, 
it was he just made it up. Yeah. Um, he sends me to jail. Uh, from there, uh, I have two two weeks in jail. Come back. Uh, he does sentencing. He says, "Well, uh, you know, all of the cases from the DOJ, from the from uh, from my side, from my lawyers, say that the starting point." for sentencing on this is two months to three months. Mm. He says, well, I'm going to ignore that. I'm going to put the starting point at four months. Oh, uh, wow. And then he says, and I'm going to add another two weeks to it. Um, why am I going to add another two weeks to it? Uh, because because um, even though it wasn't at a protest, uh, there were people around the defendant uh, who were yelling mean things at the police officer. Oh. Not me. Right. Other yeah. people around. Yeah. Right? And so like he adds more time for that. I mean, the whole thing was just surreally insane. Yeah. Um, so then he sentenced me to four and a half months. So then I go to prison. Uh, and what these guys do is they choose these sentence lengths. These, you know, there are still some magistrates that are trying to do their jobs, but mm-hmm. the ones who are criminals, uh, like like Magistrate Lamb, um, they specifically choose this to reduce the risk of people uh, appealing. Uh, because if you get a four and a half month sentence, you're going to serve three months after reductions. Um, it's too expensive and too much trouble to most people to appeal, appeal that mm. uh, and draw more attention to it. So most people don't appeal it. Of course, I knew that and I'm really stubborn and I was like, fuck this guy. I'm going to appeal this thing. Um, and so I appealed it. I got bail uh, while on appeal. So that was about two months later. So I spent two months in prison. Um, I got bail. And now I've just been waiting forever. We had another hearing with the appellate judge who said a lot of the same completely inappropriate things, right? Um, So in the oral argument, she said, uh, well, if I was in that situation, I would have lied about the kid uh, jumping over a turnstile. I would have said uh, sexual assault because nobody, in her language, she says, nobody cares about jumping over a turnstile. And I wish my lawyer had said this, and he didn't, but I wanted to yell and be like, yeah, Yeah, lady, that's the damn point. This guy beat the shit out of a kid with a baton over something that nobody cares about. Okay, Um, was this ever raised, it's such a dumb thing, was this ever raised, like, is it legal for even a retired cop to chase a kid who is jumping over? Like, is that part within his... And so that's, and you're very insightful, so... um, There's a, in, in Hong Kong law, there's arrestable offenses and non-arrestable offenses. Yeah. Um, not paying for an MTR ticket is a non-arrestable offense. Right. Um, this cop admitted on the stand that he saw the kid uh, jump over a turnstile. Mm-hmm. He then went up to the kid and he immediately grabbed the kid uh, and tried to detain him. That's an illegal arrest. You cannot right. arrest somebody for that. Yeah. Um, and so he, he admitted to another crime there, right? Uh, so was all, he all not get, never charged with anything? No, he was never charged with anything. He was never investigated. So we actually wrote. So the uh, the head of public prosecutions, William Tam, uh, is the he he's uh, he was he was acting then. So he was the second uh, most senior person in the Department of Justice under Teresa Chung. We wrote him a letter and we said, you know, you know, my lawyer said, oh, well, my client complained uh, to the police about several crimes committed by this man, Yu Shu Sung. Um, and uh, we would like an update on the status of that investigation. Um, and then William Tam, so this senior guy, wrote back, and he said, uh, you know, I have checked with the police, and no investigation was conducted into these complaints. Nonetheless, we are still continuing with the charges against your client. I mean, this is, yeah, these people are freaking nuts. Right. Um, and so, yes, you're right. There was there was another crime committed by this guy that he admitted to openly uh, and, you know, no consequences whatsoever. And I say that, but I say none yet, because even after all this, 
you know, I'm going to lose at the appellate level. That was mm. clear. Um, but I still have a chance at the quarterfinal appeal. And I will never stop and, until there are absolutely no avenues, none whatsoever, uh, for me to get justice against these people. <sighs> wow. <laughs> well, oh, man. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. This is going to be unusual for, uh, for us and for the listeners. But I also want to get the jail experience at least a little bit. Because yeah, yeah. you don't look like someone who has been to jail a million times. This is clearly your first time, <laughs> wasn't right, right. it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you don't look like a repeat offender of some sort, especially in your line of work. Yeah, you don't have <laughs> right. the chops on the card, you know, collect yeah. and get a hit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you, w- when you first went to jail, so the, the two weeks before the verdict, right? The two weeks before the sentence, rather. Yeah. So yeah. that was your first time ever as an inmate or as a convict, Well, I had right? two, two days in jail when they arrested me, but that was yeah, in but a that police was jail. Yeah, yeah. And that was, you know, that was actually really brutal because they don't give you books or anything and they torture you, right? But, right. Um, but then in the actual prison, that was my first time in prison. Okay, yeah. so just walk us through this. Like, what what happens, like... Who did you meet? What was Wait, your routine Let, like? Let's hit this on the Patreon. I, man, I'm going to subscribe to this for sure. Dude, this entire episode <laughs> is probably going to be on the Patreon. We're going to have to make some decisions later. Yeah, okay, <laughs> right, no, right, but right. I do actually want to get him. Yeah, There's going to be a lot of like beep, beep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I think what we will do, and our listeners, I hope you guys appreciate this, is that we're going to go one, do one go, yeah. and we might cut apart and put okay. it on the Patreon and see whatever, but uh-huh. I do want him to get the whole story out. And finally, how do people find you online? Uh, Twitter, Samuel Bickett, all one word, B-I-C-K-E-T-T. Um, my blog or my newsletter is Samuel Bickett, all one word, dot substack, S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K, dot com. Uh, you can subscribe for free on there, and then you get it all. And um, you can give me donations if you want to uh, help me pay for my uh, uh, appeals and things like that, but that's completely not necessary. I'm really not doing it for that. I'm doing it because I have a big mouth and can't shut up, and so I started a blog. <laughs> oh, we're leaving you on a cliffhanger, everyone. That's right. The rest of this episode is on the Patreon edition of Ho Ho Hong Kong, where Sam talks about his prison experience and a lot of other wild adventures he's been going through. So if you're always curious about what the Patreon edition is like, this is the time I encourage you. Check it out. See what you would miss and what you can enjoy way more. So, hey, enjoy the rest of the show on the Patreon edition. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. <laughs>